0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here with a classic episode from our archives. Usually, for these weekend classics, I try to pull episodes that are at least three years old, just to give some of our older material new life. Um, But as this episode publishes, it's June 19th, also known as the holiday Juneteenth. Black Independence Day. This has been in the news a lot over the past week, as the United States has made it an official national holiday. Which is great, though it is only one very small step toward acknowledging, and hopefully healing, the dire effects of slavery and racism in America's past and present. Nonetheless, in honor of the holiday, I wanted to pull this episode from just last year on how Juneteenth got started. Hey BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Every year on June 19th, millions of people across America come together to celebrate Juneteenth with parties and parades, prayer breakfasts and golf tournaments, cookouts and music. We spoke with Paula Austin, a professor of African-American studies and history at Boston University. She said, you'd be surprised. There are many students who get to my class and they sort of never learned about the history of enslavement. They've never learned about the civil rights movement. I think I've had students who, because of where they're from or their families, know about Juneteenth and have actually participated in the celebrations, but most students come and they don't know. But let's go back to the beginning. On June 19th, 1865, more than two months after Confederate General Robert E. Lee surrendered to Ulysses S. Grant at Appomattox, which all but ended the Civil War, A U.S. Army officer by the name of Major General Gordon Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas with two momentous announcements, the end of the Civil War and, with it, the end to slavery. Nobody is quite sure why it took so long for the news of emancipation to reach Texas. Several stories have been told throughout the years, though none has ever been confirmed, including one of an earlier messenger who was killed on his way to Texas to tell the news of freedom. Others believe that some enslavers knew the truth, but simply continued going about business as usual. The most likely is simply that there were not enough troops to enforce the Emancipation Proclamation, whether enslaved people knew about it or not, so things remained status quo. That is, until Major General Granger showed up. After Granger's announcement, some of the 250,000 freed people in Texas immediately left for the promise of true freedom in the North while others traveled to rejoin family members. One formerly enslaved person, Molly Harrell, said in the slave narratives of Texas, we all walked down the road singing and shouting to beat the band. Others stayed to find paying work in the fields and elsewhere. That day marks what is now often called Black Independence Day, or the Black Fourth of July. It's the American celebration of freedom from slavery. Juneteenth was first observed in Texas in 1866. It wasn't officially recognized as a holiday in any state until Texas did so in 1979. In recent years, both the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate have formally recognized June 19th as Juneteenth Independence Day. U.S. Senator Cory Booker said in 2018, on this day, we must confront the ugly parts of our history and honor the slaves who suffered and died under a repressive regime we must also pay tribute to all those who had the strength and conviction to fight to end slavery and keep our union together. Juneteenth Independence Day is also an important moment to recognize how far we've come and take note of how far we have yet to go. Certainly during the original Juneteenth, there was still a lot of work to be done. It came just months after the Civil War ended and two years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed by President Abraham Lincoln. The 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which abolished slavery, had been passed by Congress and was well on its way to being ratified by the states. But the 14th and 15th, guaranteeing equal protection and the right to vote to all citizens regardless of skin color, were still a couple years off. And not all enslaved people in Texas were immediately freed. Some, held by defiant plantation owners, were not emancipated until much later. Some formerly enslaved people who tried to leave, historical reports show, were tracked down and killed. Many more stepped into a future of poverty, fear, and uncertainty. Austin suggests that many Americans' ignorance about Juneteenth stems from a disinclination to completely face the country's past with slavery and its far-reaching and continuing aftermath. Still, Juneteenth has persevered. Its observance has waned through the years under the oppression of Jim Crow laws and attitudes, but the festivities that began in Texas eventually spread to more states. And the idea of commemorating Black independence picked up through the civil rights era of the 1960s, and the parties continue today. Austin said, The kinds of celebrations that I've seen and been a part of have been incredibly wonderful. They're about Black culture, they're about Black history, they're about the resistance and the resilience of the Black community. Several years before Granger made his June 19th declaration in Galveston, famed American orator Frederick Douglass, himself formerly enslaved, spoke to an abolitionist group in New York about the 4th of July as being a day of independence and how it didn't fit for all Americans. He said, "'What to the American slave is your 4th of July?' I answer, a day that reveals to him, more than all other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim." Opal Lee, a former school teacher and counselor in Fort Worth, Texas, has been instrumental in trying to get Juneteenth recognized as a national holiday. Lee, who is 93 years old, has been part of the Fort Worth Juneteenth festivities for more than 40 years. She said last year, It's as important as the 4th of July. In fact, I dream someday they celebrate from the 19th to the 4th, like they do Mardi Gras. I haven't dreamed as large as the Rose Bowl or the Macy's Parade, but I'm getting there. To those who observe Juneteenth, Despite its shaky beginnings and its still unfulfilled pledge, the day still holds a promise of freedom, independence, equality, ideas, and ideals always worth celebrating. Today's episode is based on the article How Juneteenth Became Black Independence Day on HowStuffWorks.com, written by John Donovan. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Clay.